Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, registered dietitian and nutritionist. On the episode today, I wanted to talk about this idea of why is it so easy to fall back into into like these old behaviors and these old patterns and these old ways of thinking when we may have been doing something different and working really hard on something different and then all of a sudden all of a sudden we're doing something different and we're behaving in a different way than what is in line with our goals of who we want to be and who we're trying to become and who we're morphing into. I started thinking about this idea because recently my son started kindergarten and he, I knew he was, you know, he, he just was really struggling with, with the changes. He had a lot of big changes happening. And so at school, he started, um, pooping himself essentially. And so, you know, this is a kid who's, who doesn't do that. He, he hasn't done that since he was an infant or at least potty training. So, so it happened probably like, you know, two days in a row where at school, they just were able to, you know, change his underpants and it was fine. And then on the third day, it was this awful, awful like experience for him where he had all this diarrhea and, um, it happens. He wasn't, he didn't even realize it was happening. And, you know, he's doing something that he loves. He's just coloring and it's just coming out. And so they call me and it's so bad that I go to pick him up and he is like wearing a trash bag. And I don't know, there's just something. And then the aftermath of all that. So I wasn't sure if something was wrong with him. So we go to the doctors and then essentially what we think it is, is that he's constipated and that all of that diarrhea that he was having was a result of um, constipation. If any of you guys or you guys have any kids or anything like that and you struggle with that, there's a really great, um, there's a really great video that you can, um, that you can Google on YouTube. It's called The Poo in You the poo in you. And it basically talks about why diarrhea and constipation are kind of, you know, why they're kind of linked. And so him and I were sitting here watching this video. And so the reason why I tell you this story is that immediately when, you know, when she kind of says that, it's like this idea that I, I don't want it to be something more, but that feels more in my control that he's constipated. And so immediately my brain starts to go into these like old behaviors of like, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough. Um, I'm not doing enough as a mom. I should have been more aware of that. Um, you know, I'm a dietitian for Christ's sake. Like I know what fiber rich foods are and just all of these things. And then physical activity has been something that's been my goal that I've been trying to be more consistent on. And so I had, you know, before this started this week, I had already written down what my goals were for the week. And then now that this had happened, um, 
the next day, instead of me waking up and exercising, I find myself waking up to, you know, do other things or, you know, other things with my son, making sure that his food is in a certain way and that it's, you know, he's eating fiber rich foods. Now I'd already packed his lunch the night before, but now this morning I feel like I have to send a message to his teacher and just all of these things that I'm doing. And I'm just And so it started me thinking like, what am I doing? This is not in line with what my goals are. And I I think probably some of the stuff that I was doing was necessary. I needed to do it. But some of it was also, I think it it was very easy for me to fall back into this um, place and these thoughts of like, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm going to skip what I believe is going to help me and focus on my son, even though he didn't need anything. Um, because I think it was my own fear and my own anxiety, um, that was kind of taking over, um, which caused me to then skip doing the very things that were going to probably help manage those things. So I tell you all this story, not to tell you all about my son and his pooping, But to really kind of tell you that, you know, you're going to, I'm sure that there's times that you felt that way too, that you felt like you were failing in some capacity, that you, that you were really struggling or that you were putting somebody else's needs before your own. And again, this is my son. He doesn't, it's, he's five. So it's not like he can really do anything. And so I'm not saying like that I I shouldn't put his needs first. Obviously his immediate needs I can take care of. But for me, I think what I started to notice that it was a way that I was avoiding or it was a way that I was just like not doing the thing that I needed to do. I could have essentially done, you know, or come in the next day and worked out, but it was almost like I was so wrapped up in my angst and my anxiety that I was unable to really think clearly and figure out how to make that happen, if that makes any sense. So perhaps you have found yourself in a position like that too, where you feel like, gosh, I've come so far. I've worked on these behaviors. I worked on these these patterns. I worked on these thoughts. And so why is it happening that I'm able to, when I'm stressed, so easily go back into these behaviors? One of the things that I think most people can relate to is this idea that like you're this grown up and you have, you know, a really, you have a, you you may have a family or you may have a really well-respected career. And then all of a sudden you go to like your childhood home or you hang out with your siblings and you all kind of get back into those old behavior patterns. And so, and you all kind of take your like unassigned roles when you're together and you can't believe that you're arguing with your sibling about something something that wouldn't even matter but somehow now that you're back in to that you know you're into that old dynamic that you were doing when you were young and so it's kind of like in that line so it started me thinking that you know maybe obviously I'm not the only one that does that but I wanted to just kind of talk about it because I it's so easy I find myself when I'm not really in touch with my feelings or if I'm in a place where I'm really anxious about something that it's, I have to be very conscious 
um, to really practice any of the new behaviors that I've been working on, or it's very easy for me to go back into those old behaviors. So perhaps you are someone that you find yourself, and I'm sure you are, that you found yourself at times in your life when you feel like, gosh, I'm so much further along in my you know, I thought I was so much further along and here I am coming back to these old behaviors that I thought I was done with. And so why does this happen? Why are we in a place that we are, you know, going into these old patterns? Well, in the story that I told you, for me, I think it was, I was really scared and getting back into these old behaviors is something that's a really familiar thing for me. Um, and it's really familiar for me to give up what I'm doing and devote my time to something else. And I feel like as women, maybe you're like that too. Maybe you are in a place that it's much easier for you to care for other people than it is for you to care for yourself. And so typically the reasons why we do that and why we catch ourselves in these old behaviors is because it's a very familiar, familiar feeling, right? You you've probably practiced some of those old behaviors for a really long time. And, and so if you're not really paying attention to it or something is, you have another thing that is like, that feels like it's more important and that you need to deal with, then it's very easy to probably succumb to that familiar familiarity, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Um, you know, I think it's that familiar feeling. Perhaps you're having these like feelings of being like, scared and you don't really know what to do about something. And what is easier to do is to kind of pick out those old things that that you know what to do, right? So for all of you, I know that there are these old behavior these old patterns that you do, whether they're behaviors, whether they're thoughts, that it's so easy to come and think about. So for me, in that example, it's like, what are you doing? You should know better. Why did you let this happen? You know, maybe um, maybe there's also some in there like, you're not good enough. You're not doing good enough as a mom. So perhaps you have something like that too. And that it's very easy for you when you're challenged in some way, whether it be fear or anxiety or stress, that it's very easy for you to fall back into that line of thinking because you've probably thought that much of your life. And maybe this idea of counteracting this idea that you're not good enough is a newer behavior. Maybe it's not practiced enough. So when you're in a time of feeling any of those emotions, the old thoughts and patterns start to come out because it's more practice. You've been doing that. You're much more seasoned at that, at that, at those patterns. Um, and again, when you're feeling all these feelings, it's very easy to fall back into something that you used to do. And it might even be more comfortable not in the sense that it's comfortable that you want to keep doing it, but it's comfortable because it's familiar, not that it's actually truly comfortable for you. It's, it's the familiarity and the, and the comfort of it. You may even know that you're doing it, these, these different things, but you may feel so helpless 
to do something else. Does any of that feel really familiar to you? Do any of you feel like you've ever found yourself in this, in this, in these patterns or being unable to, or easily reverting back to old patterns that you've done? It could be for you something that maybe you felt like you were on track and eating a certain way that was in line with your goals and then all of a sudden you had a stressful event or something that took you out of that. Maybe you were felt like you were being really productive in your life and then all of a sudden you find yourself on the couch watching endless TV or not doing some of the things in in self-care that you previously had been doing. Maybe it's the thoughts and that you start to say these things to yourself that you've always said to yourself that you've been working on trying to change. All of these may have been old patterns that you used to do that now you find yourself having a hard time doing them. And many times these behaviors are like they're really subtle. They have these little subtle things that happen first and you may not even realize that you're in a place that you're distressed or you're struggling or you're tired or anxious or scared or whatever it is that you're feeling. Um, And if it's something really particularly big in your life, it may be really hard for you to kind of get back to a place of where you were. And so when are we most at risk for this happening? When are we most at risk for reverting back to these old behaviors? Well, typically it's going to be when you have some kind of feeling that you feel like that is uncontrollable for you. And you, you know, that could be That could be that you're scared. That could be because you're anxious. That could be because you're stressed. It could be um, something that just happens really easily because it's at the end of the day when you're tired and you have less energy to focus on counteracting um, any of those behaviors, right? So like if you've all day been really positive and blah, 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 and said all these really great things to yourself, and then all of a sudden you have something that's really stressful that's happening to you and and you know, you're tired, it's going to be very hard for you to then, you know, it may be very hard for you to get the energy to kind of, kind of talk yourself out of that. And in the morning, you may be more focused and have more energy than you do at night. So what do you do if you find yourself in this position as you most definitely will probably at some point, what do you do? Well, I have three things that I'm thinking of that you can do to kind of help you um, get yourself out of this zone and get yourself in a place where you're not hanging out in that place of old patterns patterns that you're trying to change, that you can kind of move yourself a little bit more forward so that you can really, you know, keep practicing the changes that you're really trying to make. The first thing I would say is just to recognize that this is just part of the of of the process with any change that you're making in any pattern whether it's your thinking whether it's your behavior whether you're it's your um it's your habits knowing that this is all normal this is part of the process that life is messy and imperfect and that 
you know, maybe that old thought and that old behavior is so much stronger that it's a way that you can you start to recognize these like subtle signals that are heading you into the direction that you're reverting back to those old behaviors or those old patterns and and really, you know, trying to keep practicing the new pattern until you can really feel comfortable enough to replace the old one. And so, you know, maybe that looks like for you if it's, especially when it's with thoughts. So for me, you know, I'm just giving you examples, but it's a little bit easier for me to recognize some of the thoughts that I have because I go to therapy. So I have somebody who's challenging those thoughts pretty frequently. So chances are for me, if I didn't get right back on track, I would essentially at some point have a therapy appointment that would challenge those thoughts again, right? So for you, it's like this idea of the same thing that really starting to recognize that this is part of the process and that it's that it that it will happen until your new pattern is a little bit stronger than the old pattern and it's totally normal. But kind of having kind of having like this way that you can start to recognize any of the subtle signals that may present itself before the actual pattern is completely broken. So for me, you know, again, it's like that there's an end point because I have a, I would have a therapy appointment that would help end that. And for you, it's kind of, kind of like finding that for yourself. What is it that you can do to kind of like, once you start to figure out like, okay, this is normal. Let me just get back on track. Is there something that, you know, that eventually if you decide that it's exercising is one of your things, or if eating differently is one of your things, eventually there becomes a point that you're like, all right, I got to stop. And so, you know, recognizing that there will probably be an end point for you. It doesn't mean that that new pattern is completely gone forever. But I think if you're able to normalize it and to just know that that's part of the process and that none of this change is going to be easy, then that's going to make it a lot easier. Which brings me to my second idea of how to kind of get yourself back on track. So the first is to know that life is messy and imperfect and that this is completely normal, that it's going to happen. That's the number one thing to get you back into the way that you want to and the behavior that you want to feel. And that's going to be your new habit. And the second thing is to give yourself grace and just to get back into the ritual of what you are doing. So James Clear has this book, Atomic Habits which I don't know if any of you have read, but if you're in a place that you're looking to change patterns or to change um, behavior that you're, that maybe even change, you know, something when it comes to your health, he has this book about how to make that happen. It's a great book. And so he basically talks about this idea of rituals and that really what is going to be really important is that you keep practicing these behaviors until it becomes a habit. So those old thoughts and those old patterns of the way that you used to be, that maybe you don't want to be anymore or you want to act a little differently, the reason why they're so why you're so good at them is because it required so much repetition in order for that to happen. And so 
if you're doing something or you have thoughts about yourself that you've been doing for 40 years, you have 40 years of repetition to make that make that thought be something that feels real and that feels like, you know, that you're really good at it. And so it's kind of the same thing that if you are in a place that you find yourself doing these old patterns that you then get back into the ritual of what the new pattern is that you're trying to do and keep repeating it. Because basically the only way that you're going to get good at continuing to do the good habit that you want to change, the only way you're going to get good at that and to have it be better than the old pattern is if you repeat it. And so I would say to get back up and start doing the behavior that you desire and just keep doing it with repetition. And that's what he talks about that that precise behavior becomes a habit the more you practice it, the more you repeat it. So get back on track and, you know, just kind of start to challenge any of those old thoughts that you have, perhaps like you've been more recently doing, or if it's that you feel like you've gotten off track with how you're eating, just start again. You don't have to wait. You don't have to beat yourself up because it wasn't perfect. Know that it's normal. This is part of the process and get yourself back into that. You're doing that behavior because this will start The more you practice it, the more you repeat the behavior, this will help start make that behavior become automatic. It's not going to become automatic unless you have the repetition with it. And so the more you repeat it, the more it becomes automatic, the more it will become a habit for you. And also there's like some talk too that the more often you do that behavior that you want, the more self-control you will develop to keep you doing the desired thing. So, you know, if you find yourself that you're in a place like, okay, with, with my son, so I'm in a place that I'm saying to myself, oh, you're not good enough. You somehow failed yourself. Well, that's a really old thought for me. So then for me, it's coming back and being like, okay, you are good enough. It doesn't have any reflection on you that, or it's like that, that's just like a silly thought, but I have to keep challenging that thought every time it comes up or that I'm aware of it so that I can get into a place that that it becomes habit that new thought becomes habit because the more i repeat the new thought the more automatic it's going to be the more of a habit it's going to do and you know the more often i do that and and say something different to myself the more self control i'm going to have that i'm going to be able to do that easier and that it will hopefully at some point replace any of these old thoughts that we have and so the more you do it the more you know the, the easier it's going to become, it's going to be more familiar, just like any of those old patterns that you may be doing. And remember that you are fighting against this like dopamine hit of pleasure. So for most people, when you fall back into those old patterns, whatever it is, that there's kind of like this like pleasure, I think. And it's this weird thing because it may not feel pleasurable, and it, but I think that dopamine hit comes from like 
there's something in it that you're getting from it or that it, whether it's that comfort or that familiarity, but there's something that you're finding comfort and pleasure in. And so you're kind of a little bit fighting against that. So it's, it's, so that's why it's really important to just kind of get back into the ritual of what it is that you're doing to change that behavior. And then just repeating that behavior with repetition until it becomes a habit. And then the last thing I would say to do would would be to have a no judgment zone about about anything that you thought or that you felt like you did. For most people, it ends up being this idea of like, I can't believe I did that. Why did I do that? We beat ourselves up. And what that ends up doing is it keeps us in that pattern that we don't want to do for a longer period of time. And if we stay there and the longer we stay there, it's going to be really hard to move forward with the new pattern. I think it's very easy for a lot of women to stay in that in that place where we're judging ourselves because we're comparing ourselves to other people and that might be a really familiar feeling and it might even actually be some weirdly comfortable feeling that you're beating yourself up and you're judging yourself. But what happens is is that it's very hard to then move forward with the new pattern that you're trying to create because you're staying so long in this zone. And so it's just this idea of like picking yourself up, not judging it and just getting back into the behavior that you're trying to practice. No judgment. Okay, so these are the three things that I would say that if you're in a place that you are um, finding yourself getting or slipping back into old patterns, really starting to kind of think about what's going on. The first is knowing that life is messy and imperfect and that it's just part of the process. The second is to give yourself grace and to get back into the routine so that it becomes get back into the routine that you're trying to um, continue with, not to the old habit, to the new habit, and practicing it enough that it becomes a habit because of the sheer thought that you're doing it and it's becoming repetition, so that's automatic in your life. The third is having a judgment-free zone, not beating yourself up because you don't want to stay in that zone for a long period of time because it's going to be really hard for you to get to a place that you can move forward. And one other other thing that I wanted to mention about this and being in this judgment-free zone, I think it's really important that you understand that this is part of the process in the sense that you, it's not like all of a sudden you change a pattern of being and it just stays like that forever. It it doesn't. And I think that when you have these times, it's almost like this idea of failed dieting, right? You almost need to have these times that you fail so that you can start to see the things that work for you and the things that don't work for you. And in old pa- in, in patterns, it's the same way. So being in a place that you go fall back into old patterns, it really helps you identify some of the really subtle things that are happening along the way so that the next time it happens, maybe it's easier for you to identify what it is you're doing. And so then the next time it happens after that, because it ultimately will keep happening until it becomes more automatic for you to do that new behavior. And so maybe like each time you fall back into that old rut 
or that old behavior that you're trying to change. Maybe each time along the way, you find these little subtle nuances of the way you start to you know, think about things. And once you start to recognize what some of those nuances are, then you can change them so that you can get better at that new habit that you're trying to, that you're trying to do. So there's a lot of things that can be gained from that. And if we're always looking at it as some way that we've failed or that we've reverted back into these old behaviors, it kind of takes away um, from the growth that is happening each time that we're falling back in these old behaviors. So say, you know, we can use the example of when you are with your family and you revert back into these old behaviors because it's so easy to do. But say then the next time you start to see, okay, like you leave your family's house and you are kind of in your head thinking about the event, right? And you kind of start to see like, okay, this person triggered me. Well, then the next time when you go home and you're in that same situation, you may have a little bit more of an understanding like, oh, this person triggered me. Let me be more wary of that right? So then you do that every time you go home or you're in that situation. And then the more you practice that, the more that behavior will change and it will be more positive because you're, you're kind of paying attention to it, right? And so it's kind of the same thing here. The more you revert back into these old patterns, you're going to learn a whole bunch of information that then you can take into the next time you're feel like you're in a place that you're reverting back into these old behaviors and you can glean some kind of knowledge from it so that you can really start to perfect the new behavior that you're trying to do. So I hope that you all are having a really great day and I hope that if you find yourself in a place that you are reverting back to old habits, that this brings you some comfort that you are first not alone. I'm right there with you. Um, And, you know, I'm still processing all that I've been going through, but certainly I felt like if I'm experiencing this, perhaps you are too. And just in general, you're not alone. I mean, you're doing something that is really hard in terms of changing a behavior. And I just wanted to remind you that it's not always comfortable and there is a lot of you know, comfort sometimes in these old behaviors, whether or not they actually feel comfortable. It's something that is comfortable in the sense that we know it because we've been doing it for so long. And that, you know, if you find yourself doing these old behaviors, that it is part of the process and just to kind of get back on, get back into the new behavior and give yourself some grace and just to get out of that zone where you're punishing yourself a little bit sooner rather than later. So I hope you all have a really great week and I will see you guys back here next week. You can please, if you found value in this podcast and you think someone would benefit from it, please feel free to share this um, podcast with them so that maybe they can find the same comfort in, you know, in this idea that normalizing the things that happen in the behavior change process um, will be a way that you can get to actually achieve the things that you're trying to achieve in the long run. So I'll see you guys here back here next week and I hope you have a great week.